The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everyone, to Stories from the Sidelines. Matt, um, it's getting that time. I'm I'm run down today. I'm, like, exhausted. You might have to carry the show. I'm, like, I'm spent. When do I not carry the show? That is true. That is true. <laughs> you you definitely are the— That's uh, a lie. Your, your back might be getting a little sore from carrying me or carrying the show all these times, but uh, I don't know. I'm, maybe it was just the fact that uh, Big Bill's win on Sunday— um, big Patriots loss on what Thursday? Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Bay. Tampa too. Bay lost. It was the trifecta. We hit the trifecta today. We so, peaked. We peaked. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that with our our little Bills segment here. But before we get in there, episode twenty three, we're going to go to we're going to take it to the pool, and we've got Zach Prone in here. Zach, welcome to the sidelines. Thank you. This is exciting. Absolutely. Zach, um, Zach played a little uh, club water polo at UB, did a little swimming in high school and college. We're going to get into that as we get in here. But first, um, we're going to come in hot. Matt, I'm coming in hot today. And as I have my, my, my dude my little unwrapping here, I'm yeah, coming in hot. you didn't give me one yet. Listen, it's all here. It's coming. We're coming in hot with Pop-Tarts. All right. I'm not going to lie. And today I've got a little frosted cherry. Anytime I need a quick little pick-me-up, a quick little snack, um, I know I'm a phys ed teacher, health teacher. I know they're not the best for you, but in a pinch, there's nothing better than a little Pop-Tarts, especially in the morning with a little coffee or cappuccino. Mm. So do you eat Pop-Tarts warm? Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts, <clears throat> Pop-Tarts uh, warm or regular? I Usually just eat them regular, like right out of the bag. I don't – I used to, you know, put them in the toaster or whatever, but usually I'll just eat them right out of the bag. Do you, did, did you, when you do the toaster, put butter on them? What? That's a thing. That's a thing. What? I, I don't do it. I don't do it, but butter I know it's a Butter on thing. a Pop-Tart? Well, Why? No, you have to toast the Pop-Tart. You can't put it on a regular one. Like, it's got stuff on it already. What do you that's what I mean. Why? I don't know. I don't, I don't make the rules here. I don't even think that would taste good. Um, I, don't I have done. Have you done frozen pop tarts? Oh, you mean like the little bites? No, like just take a regular pop tart, pop it in the fridge or freezer. What does that do? Oh, it's it makes just it tasty. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> Thanks, Zach gets it. Thank you. I've never tried that. Reese's cup with a pop tart. Okay, so it kind of gets like hard, and then it's kind of more yeah. like it's instead of like doughy ish. You kind of okay. Okay, yeah. I understand it now. Now, one thing with Pop Tarts, and this is the this is the little kid in me. I don't like the crust, so I'll almost like you know how you had a you had a jelly sandwich or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Your mom would cut the crust off. Yeah, I'll do that with my Pop Tart, where I just kind of peel off the crust little part to get to the actual like fruit filling, and then I'll just kind of eat the middle and like eat it around or whatever. I I I take the crust off my Pop Tarts. I mean, I think I do that too. I I don't actually no, I don't break it off, but I eat that part first to get it over with. Yeah. Okay, like, so I'll, kind of the same I'll, thing. I'll eat around, like I'll eat the sides off first. Yeah, that's basically what I do. But in, a lot of times, I'll just 
pop off the sides and throw them out. And I used to be that kid that licked the frosting off of it and then just left the rest. No, oh, that's ugh. that's pretty cringe. <laughs> I that was the kid. Well, I don't well do where you were the kid, where if somebody wanted, hey, can I borrow or can I? You'd like lick it, but like, what? You still want it now? No, uh, that okay. I found gross. Yeah, that's disgusting. We all did weird things when we were a kid. That's for sure. <laughs> and, and some carry on into adulthood. Yeah. Y- you know, I actually heard. I got. I experienced a fire alarm, like a fire, actual like fire in Walmart last week. Like there was actual fire, or somebody just pulled the alarm. Like. Uh, I don't know what it was, but, you know, just shopping and all of a sudden the alarm goes off and I'm just like, they had to evacuate the Walmart. I was like, okay, so this is interesting. And I was like, sketchy Walmart makes sense. Um, (laughs) And then I realized it was a problem when all the like employees looked very confused. (laughs) And then a loudspeaker comes on and in English and in Spanish told us to get out. Wow. But like this is not a drill, people. This is not a drill. And like nobody knew what to do. Like some people kept on shopping and then some people just left their carts and stuff. So basically like and there was like oh so many people that actually waited outside the Walmart until they were allowed to come back in, which means if whatever it is, the fire department had to come and turn it off manually. But um I love because I I wasn't gonna stay, so I drove out. And when I was driving back, I noticed that all the Walmart employees were off property (laughs) while all the actual customers were standing in front of the store. (laughs) So they're like, we listen, we're we're gone. (laughs) I was like, I was like, this doesn't look good. What if it is an actual fire and all your customers are closer to the actual danger while all your employees are off property? I thought it was the funniest thing. I was like, that's Walmart. They're like, this $12 an hour, $15 is not worth it. I'm out. No. And I was like, there's no. And some of them were trying to blend in with like taking off their vests and then just walking with the crowd. <laughs> I'm like, no, dude, I don't I don't work here. It ain't me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't think I've ever experienced this again in my life. That is fantastic. Now, that is a truly coming in hot story there with that fire. <laughs> Guys. If it was an actual fire. If it was a fire. Fire alarm. Yeah, alleged exactly. fire. Yeah. Alleged fire. Fire drill. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. We're, uh, let's get right into it. We mentioned a little bit earlier, but let's get right into our Bills talk. Um, I mean, it was a, a ho-hum game against Carolina. I think everybody's just, hey, get the win, especially once the uh, once the Colts took care of business for us. Uh, we're gonna give a shout out. Thanks, Matt Johnson, for uh, the Colts. And did you see? Did you watch the game? Well, yeah, he appeared on TV at least he five was, times. I was gonna say he was on TV at least a good five, six times. Uh, that's Matt Johnson here. Uh, Two point conversion. Um, hey, he's a good looking guy. Listen, you know you got to go with your. You got to put your best foot forward. But he uh, he was getting quite the uh, the airtime at that game, good which for uh, good for him. But uh, thanks again, Indianapolis, for taking care of the uh, the Patriots and exposing them for the weak team that they are. Um, so once I think that that game was official, it was just like, all right, get Carolina over with. Let's whatever, nobody get hurt, and let's go right into next week. But Cole Beasley is out. You know, he's, I he's on. He has COVID. Is he on the list? I heard yeah, that he. Surprised. There's a possibility that he was on the list. Yeah, but no, he he's officially on the list, and he's not vaccinated. He's so not he vaccinated. Has to be quarantined for like two weeks. Yeah. So he's out for next week. So he's out for this game. But you know what? He's not really doing much. I mean, it's not that he's not doing much. I think for it gives Gabe Davis even more of a chance to shine. Slot receivers. You know, yeah. you get him right in the slot. Um, you still have digs. And it could be a huge chance for McKenzie. 
to get on the field oh, and play that man. third receiver. I don't know. I don't know if Sanders is going to be back. I know I he's been week Sanders to week. Back. I don't want him back. He's a great route runner. He's in fact he's a better route runner in the slot. I think Beasley's a great slot runner or a slot receiver, but Sanders isn't isn't a slouch either in the slot. So if we could get Sanders in the slot, you have uh, Gabe as the number two with Diggs um, or McKenzie in the slot as the number three. Um, I still think it's a dangerous combination. Yeah, I don't know. We need to utilize McKenzie's speed more. Yeah, not True. to mention uh, more passing to Dawson Knox. You can. Is it just get, because you have him get, on fantasy? Get the fantasy points. I, I'm a big Dawson Knox fan. He's, I don't know that, but every, everyone in my family does. He's He's been fantastic. I think the only real, uh, I don't want to call it a drop or whatever, bad play. because was he was the Patriots game. was the Patriots game. He had one drop there. It was a legit drop. But the other one, I mean, in the end zone, he had a guy. Yeah, did it hit him? Yes. But he had a guy literally holding him the entire time. Should have been pass interference. But... Um, I mean, I don't know if I blame him for that. I know there was one in the game or earlier that he had that he dropped, but other than that, he's been solid, like really solid all year long. Yeah, I mean, I'm not super up to date on the the footballness of it, but maybe a little bit less deep balls to the end zone, a little bit more roughing up front. I mean, he's huge. Yeah, he, he can yeah, he can mess around man. with the people right on the line. So absolutely, and he looks like a cool guy that you like want to sit down and just. Apparently you know, he's have a, a drink huge with. nerd. He's like really? a really big nerd. He likes Star yeah, Wars, like Star Henry Trek. Cable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever whatever he watches, you know, that's keep keep uh, pulling in those touchdown receptions. He can be the biggest nerd, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Keep pulling in those receptions, our those def- touchdowns. Our defense is looking pretty good still, you know. Even even without Trey Day, yeah. I was just say, do you guys know when Tre'Davious Tr- Tr- Wade's coming back? Oh, next season. Next season, he's done. Oh, he's done. Yeah. Well, with an ACL tear, it's it's at least six months. Oh, I'd say probably even closer to eight to ten, at least. Um, yeah, I I mean, it, all indications there's he he might not be back in time for training camp, but start of the season I think isn't outside be. isn't outside the realm of possibilities. Yeah. Um, but Johnson's stepping up. You know, I yeah. think I think he's doing okay. He's stepping up. Um, Dean Jackson has yeah. looked good. Um, I think our secondary, um, and again, we haven't, you know, the only team that we really faced was Tampa Bay. Um, and that, again, you know. It was Fournette that killed us, not really the pass. I mean, Brady did throw for 300, 350, or did yeah. he hit four? He No, he, he, he was under 400, but he still had three. You know, but a lot of that was first half yardage. Yeah. Um, so second half, they didn't play – didn't play all that bad. Um, Mac Jones, I'm not afraid of him at all. Well, no, in the game that we played, he only threw two passes. Three, three, three. Sorry, yeah. don't shortchange him. Three passes. I mean, come on. Oh, woohoo! <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty typical, like announcers fashion. They were really hyping that guy up. Yeah, and this is really sad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you hear about the Bills that donated like forty grand to? Like seeing impairment, the, the problems. blind impaired, <laughs> yeah. or just because visually impaired. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, apps, and it's. I'm telling you, I'm so looking forward to it, and uh, I'm going to tell a story. Here's how cool my wife is. So we're going. Um, we're actually traveling. We're going on vacation, and our flight to go was going to be during the Bills game. So I was literally going to be on a flight. From like twelve for one of our connecting flights was gonna be like twelve to like two, 
And then we had a, we were flying down um, stops or whatever. We're going to be at Atlanta. We're leaving Atlanta from six. So my lovely wife realized that, changed the flight so that we are flying in. We'll be in Atlanta. We've got to get, uh, get our connecting flight from Atlanta at six. That's still the same. But we're arriving. She moved us to a later flight. So we're arriving in at Atlanta at 11 o'clock so that now I'm able to catch the entire Bills game in Atlanta. I'm guessing they're going to have a bar there with the game on. So this is why I married this woman, because she does stuff like that. I didn't even ask her. She just said, listen, she texted me today, listen, change the flight. We're all good. Wait, wait, Do You really think that they'll have the game on in Atlanta? Atlanta's a big hub. They've got to have, like, some kind of bar there or something. Well, when are the, when are the Falcons playing? If they're playing at the same time. I think the Falcons have an afternoon game, but okay. still. It, it would have been clutch if it was an actual Atlanta game that we were playing, though. That would have been clutch. Because automatically. What? Which is on the second. Yeah, that's correct. And then I'm going to the Jets game the following. Which is going to be for the division. That'll yeah. officially clinch it for us. I know. And, and you know, God bless my, my lovely girlfriend. That's our technically one-year anniversary. And she's just like, she's like, yeah, we can just celebrate it earlier. And I was like, all right. There you go. <laughs> Sweet. I've told you. They, they, it's, it's fantastic. But yes, I will. No, they're gonna have they're gonna have that at the bar. If not, listen, I'm gonna you know. I'll... You have Hulu or something like live sports. I've got. There's uh, got to be a way you can pull it up. Yeah, we've got something. I've got uh, the Spectrum uh, streaming, or I don't know. Listen, I'm watching the game at the airport. I'm 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 getting the game. Don't don't harsh my buzz there, Matt. I'm 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 watching that game at the airport. <laughs> or you know, you slip a twenty to a bartender. Next thing you know, the Atlanta game on one screen turns into the Bills game. What what uh what flight are you? What airline are you going? Uh, to get to Atlanta, um, we're taking uh, what is it? Uh, United, United, and then we're flying Delta the rest of the way to oh. Jamaica. I was going to say, if you're going like JetBlue, they have TVs. You could have pulled a game watching that. Yeah, but they have TVs, but do they, they don't have cable on there, do they? Isn't it just movies? No, you can watch. You can. I remember watching a— Because uh, I know Delta has the, the TVs on there, but I thought it was just movies. I watched, uh, a, f- I watched a Seahawks game on the JetBlue flight before. Okay. On, a Sunday, be on a Sunday. Was it live? Yeah. On a Sunday. It's a long cable they got there. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I got no response for that. It's <laughs> such a that, dad response. That is fantastic. That is that is like a dad joke. I love that. <laughs> All right. Isn't that why you brought me here? That's right. <laughs> Basically. That's right. All right, Zach. Make sure you're close to that mic because we're gonna get into talking about uh, a little swimming today. We're gonna take it to the pool. So, um, you got started in high school. What got you into swimming? Um, I'm not going to lie. I really never wanted to be a swimmer. Um, I think it was seventh or eighth grade. I actually lost a bet to join the swim team. You uh, lost a bet? Yeah, with my friends. My One of my best friends, he was on the swim team. He started pretty early, and he said, just join the swim team. And I was like, no shot. I'm not joining the swim team. And he said, what if we get that guy to join the swim team? I was like, if you can get that guy to join the swim team, sure. And I was like certain he wasn't going to. <laughs> Next day, he was like, you're joining the swim team. And I was like... <laughs> All right, and then I was in it for uh, you know a couple of years. At that point, I, I stopped swimming when I was um, a sophomore in college because I hurt my leg, and I never really got back into it after that. But yeah, it was an in- interesting way to get into a sport, which ended up being the main sport I competed in. 
Absolutely. Um, now, what what uh, events uh, did you get into? Like, what were your main events for swimming? I I swam the two hundred IM. Um, so I was, ooh, that's like the the individual. That, so you got to know all the strokes. Yeah, um, and I was also kind of flexible. Um, kind of swam for the team in a lot of meets. Um, and we can talk about the scoring if you want, but I swam a lot of like third lane and whatever kind of random event we were strategically going to go for in whatever meet we were swimming. Okay, so now for scoring, isn't it's sort of like track, isn't it? Where each each um, is it the top three get points, or tell us about the scoring? Yeah, I mean it's been a while. I don't remember exactly, but I think that the top you, you get scoring. I think degrading all the way down except for maybe last place depending on where you're swimming i mean i swam you know local to here and some pools have six lanes and some pools have four lanes so that changes things up um i was never really responsible for keeping the score that all kind of happened and then at the end the number would come up and it it always seemed kind of arbitrary because it'd be like oh this school beat this school like 100 to 50 and it's like where do these points even come from like i because you're really racing for yourself but then there's the there is the team aspect to it, especially in high school. Absolutely, and that's similar to track meet. Where you'll see a lot of scores like one ten to like thirty something, or and it's uh, you know first place uh, gets you so many points, second right. so many, and it it's very similar where it it goes down from there. Um, <clears throat> but it is kind of funny where you you mentioned that it it is very much an individual sport, but also a team sport as well. Um, now, did you do any? Were you involved in any other team sports at all besides swimming? Or, yeah, or I mean, early on, I was I played baseball. Um, I kind of stopped playing baseball when I started swimming, and I played a little bit of soccer when I was like really, really young. Okay, um, so I had some experience with those, but past like one, once I was a teenager, it was pretty much just swimming and a little bit of running for me. Now, did you like more of the individual aspect of the sport, or did you did you prefer more of the team for baseball? I, I was I actually really preferred the team. Um, I was never super motivated to just perform for myself, which is why I ended up being somebody on the team who just kind of filled in. I wasn't wasn't really an expert in one event. You know, I had friends who were like they swam one hundred butterfly every single meet. And that's just what they did. And they wanted to go to, like, states. That was their goal. Um, For me, it was more just kind of, you know, being with the team. You know, those were, like, my guys. So I just hung out with them. And that's kind of why I got into it. It's just because, like, they asked me to kind of join because they thought it would be fun. Um, So that's kind of how it was for me. So I kind of tried to treat it more like a team sport, um, even though I wasn't really going for those times. But towards the end – I took a liking to the 200 IM and started trying to compete in that a little bit. Okay, very cool. So you, like you said, you uh, you had the team. You there was the team aspect. Um, okay, sorry, I had a little edit here for a second. Um, so you had the individual aspect, but you very much liked the uh, the team. You know, you were you were more of uh, hey, we're all in this together. You know, we're one of the guys. Let's uh, let's get it going. Yeah, and, and it was more like, you know, it was like a practice thing, you know. The the meets came and we would perform, but it was, you know, most of the enjoyment for me came from every day, you know, doing the practice, um, hanging out with the guys. We had to, uh, at my high school, we waited for two hours for practice to start every single day in the cafeteria together because our For coach, two hours? 
Yeah, because our, our coach was a, an elementary school teacher, and, and they let out late. Um, so we would get out of school at like 2-ish, 2.30. Practice would start at like 4, 4.15, and we'd practice until like 6. So it was like, you know, every single day I'm spending four hours a day with these people. And I'm, you know, still my friends to this day. Um, so that was that was where the fun came from, I think, because I would personally say swimming isn't that fun. It's it's a lot of it's, it's a lot of hard work. And I don't think people realize, especially if you're, you know, for those who are really into it, some of the times on the higher end you're spending hours a day in the pool training right. like year five, round. six days a week. Yeah. Year round. And it's I mean I mean I'm a lifeguard. I do my, my yearly lifeguard cert. Matt, have you uh do you have to get your lifeguard cert? Yeah, I'm doing it over the summer. Oh, you haven't gotten it yet? No. Oh, have fun with that. So I'm doing it. I'm doing it through school, and I mean, I I cringe at the time every two years when we have to do a 400 meter swim for our research before <laughs> we do all the, and I'm like, man, you guys. I mean, a 400 meter swim for you guys is like that's not even a warm up for you guys. Yeah, in high school, our practices were something around 6,000 yards, um, and that was broken up into you know different segments. We would do, you know, like a thousand yard warm up, and then go into like some distance training or some sprint training, or maybe you'd get broken off based on what you're trying to specialize in. Um, you know, you do like the, the one, the popular warm up that we always did was called 1000 skips, which stood for swim, kick, I am pull swim. So you'd swim 200 yards and then you would use the kickboard and then you would just kick for 200 yards. And then you would do a 200 IM, which was my event. And then you would pull for 200 yards, which meant you you have like this little buoy in between your legs and you're just using your arms so that your your legs float. Okay. And then you'd swim. And that's how we started off every single day, pretty much. Oh, that's – was there any one of those that was like, oh, man, I don't want to do the the, uh, the pulling. I don't want to do – like was there any one that was just this is – okay, I'm let's get this one over with? I think for most people it was kick. Um, I got a pass because since I was doing the individual medley and I also swam a lot of breaststroke, which was kind of the strongest part of my medley, I was allowed to do the breaststroke kick, which is a lot more efficient than a flutter kick. So I was just like cruising. Um, <laughs> but, you you know, you get yelled at as a swimmer if you're like a freestyle swimmer and you try to do the more efficient kick during kick training because it doesn't really help you. But if you're flutter kicking, it, it can be pretty painful. Um, for me, it was the pull. I didn't. I didn't like doing the pull because it's the exact opposite. Since breaststroke is a pretty kick dominant stroke, if you're pulling, it feels like you're drowning because you don't get to use your legs. Yeah, that can be. I can definitely see that being tough. Now, you did the 200 IM. Was there any stroke on that that you preferred? Like, was it the the butterfly? The um, was it? Didn't isn't it? Everybody says that the was it the butterfly is uh, supposed to be the toughest of the strokes. Yeah, it's it's pretty involved. Um, if you, it's very technique oriented, so if you don't have the technique down and you're bringing both your hands out of the water, you can kind of like miss, and you're just like, you know, flopping basically. <laughs> um, so you really have to you know get the technique to like kind of launch yourself out so that you can get your arms around. If you, any other stroke, you can kind of just like roll over and do it. You know, you can sl- swim freestyle pretty slowly. And relaxed, but butterfly is a lot harder, especially for me. Um, the stroke that put me in the IM was definitely the breaststroke. Uh, 
because a lot of kids in high school were really bad at it. So I was able to make up a lot of time during that length of the pool. Okay, so that was the one. um, And I could definitely see, like, either the butterfly or the 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 breaststroke. Yeah, yeah. I could see that where, like you said, if somebody struggles on that, you know, you better make sure that you get out on the on the the freestyle portion, or you're going to get killed. Yeah, it, their butterfly and breaststroke are difficult in their own ways, um, and it can be tough on your body if you if you really don't learn learn it right because you can have a lot of um, like I won't say problems, but like you, you know when you're doing the breaststroke, your hips are like kind of out, and you're trying to get your feet. You know, your feet kind of look like this flat on the ground and you want to get them out like this so that you can push. And uh, that that can be painful for some people to learn. And same with butterfly where you're trying to like pull your shoulders and your arms out. And uh, if you miss that, it can be pretty hurtful. One of my uh, close friends actually tore his labrum into three different places doing the butterfly. Ooh. Yeah. Really? Like just over time or just – from like yeah. doing it wrong at one practice, it was it was definitely an overtime use kind of thing, um, and like ignoring it, like bad things that you shouldn't do as an athlete. But <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely definitely possible. I'll say that. Yeah, that's just like, and I I can imagine torn labrums. I can imagine, especially with butterfly, like a lot of rotator cuff issues. Um, yeah, just I that was I mean I was never a strong swimmer. Um, I mean, I'm a lifeguard, so I guess I should be strong. I can, I can reach in and, and rescue a kid when I have to, but, um, no, that was never one of my big things. And butterfly, I don't even think I attempted to try the butterfly cause I just look like, this is not going to go well. I'm going to look foolish. So <laughs> thankfully as a lifeguard, we didn't have to do the butterfly stroke to rescue anybody. I was say, it's funny that you, you said that because I was a lifeguard um, in high school as well. And for my exam, I did the 400 butterfly for part of your, your whole, oh, yeah, really for my lifeguard exam, just cause I wanted to flex on <laughs> everybody else I was taking the class with. So, so it would be like me, like where I'm struggling, like I'm just kind of trotting along doing the butterfly or doing the breaststroke or whatever, or attempting a freestyle. I'm like, I'm the old man making it down the way. And you're just whipping through doing the butterfly faster than I could do like anything. Yeah, but it, it was definitely a struggle for me because I, I wasn't the best at the butterfly by any means, and it, it tires me out. So, you know, when I was swimming in high school, I would maybe swim 50 to 100 yards butterfly, so 400 yards. It was, it was, it was tough, but I you know, I probably look goofy at the end of it too. Hey, when you got to flex, you got to flex sometimes. Yeah. Now, Matt, were you uh, – I know you did track and field. You weren't. Were you ever a swimmer at all? I was a diver for a day. Oh wow! A, how does a diver for a day? Would you just get up there and do a belly flop? I'm like, thank you. <laughs> no, um, I went to swim freshman year. I was like, I'm going to join the swim team. Don't know why. Um, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. So I did that, and um, they asked for like any previous like gymnastics experience, and I I said yeah, but I was just like, I did it when I was really young. I specified that too, and they said you did gymnastics, you're going to be a diver, and I was like, aren't divers supposed to be like short? <laughs> I'm not short. I can't. And then they're like, not necessarily. So they they were like, all right, show us what you got, and I was just like, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> of a freshman freshman diver that had never done anything before. And I saw this, my one coach, I shouldn't even call him my coach, the coach, 
had a scar on his head. And I jokingly said, hey. Like going all the way down? Yeah, like he was bald and just had like a scar on his head. And I said, Oof. hey, did you get that from like hitting your head on the diving board? And he's like, yep. <laughs> so instantly I was like, I am in such big trouble. Well, coaching swimming and diving was my first gig ever, like first paid gig. And I had no idea what I was doing. I think I've told this story before, but when I was at uh, – um, I was subbing – Oh, actually, no, it was the school's lifeguard. It wasn't even subbing. And uh, the girl's coach came up to me at the beginning of the year. She's like, you're our new lifeguard, right? She's like, do you know anything about girls diving? I was like, I I know how to spell diving. That's about it. I don't know how to dive anything. She's like, okay, you're going to be our new sw- our new diving coach. So I was the assistant girl swim coach and the head diving coach. So like a nerd, I ran to the library and picked up about five books on diving studied over the weekend um, and attempted to coach diving. I only had, I had three, three divers, I think that year. And um, everything, you know, we taught it. They were all beginner divers. So we did oh, the, uh, so you didn't even have the luxury of having like a veteran. Pl- oh like, no, I had veteran no athlete. veteran. Good thing that all three or four of them were actual athletes so that they, you know, I would just didn't show them, but I would tell them like, all right, this is what an inverted dive is. This is what a uh, reverse dive is. I, the pike. Um, and they were able to pick it up rather quickly until one Saturday practice where it was just in the pool. And the girls were like, all right, well, we want to see you do a dive. <laughs> hmm. So I'm like, all right. You know, I had to walk up on the diving board. Like, you know, I can't, I had to pretend did, like I knew what I was doing. on? Did I have what? Did you have like the jammers on? Like the 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 divers, divers usually wear a speedo. I was gonna say I, I, no, no. Were you no. rocking? Were you rocking a banana hammock? No banana hammock. I think I was. I was rocking. In fact, I'm pretty sure I came in with like just like one of the old bathing suits, like baggy, like you know, a bathing suit where you're sitting on the beach like and you a don't Tommy plan Bahama. like a Tommy Bahama, <laughs> like a Tommy Bahama bathing suit. Um, so like down to my knees. And I got on the you know diving board like this is going to be easy and proceeded to do a belly flop off the diving board and it so after that the girls were like you know nothing about diving like no but guess what you're uh, you're learning wait 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 did you purposely do a belly no flop? I did not purposely okay. do a belly you flop. you were trying to do something else I think I was trying to do or show like a pike maybe I'm when it I don't like being in the I don't like being off the ground at all yeah um. And even during soccer, soccer is my main sport. I was never the graceful player. I like I was the guy who was going to outwork you and run through you. So the fact that I even thought I could do a dive, um, I was pretty disappointed in myself that I thought I could go up there. But it was just well, we want to. I, I should have made up a story. But like no, I pulled a hamstring. I pulled a calf. No, I've got a uh, my toenail hurts today. But I tried and hmm, I, I tried. I, I, I tried. That was about it. That's all you can say. I tried. But uh, you know, we had a we had a joke about it. And you know what? I had one one of my girls qualified for sectionals that year. So um at the end of the year though, I that was that was my No my, Mas. No Mas. I tapped. That was it. Um but it was fun. It was a sport that I knew really very little about. I knew I would watch it during the summer Olympics, but that was about it. And um yeah, that was my that was my 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 foray foray into diving. Now, did you ever did you ever dive at all, or was that something no. you you weren't that much of a team player? 
I, I didn't dive, no. Diving is pretty valuable because it scores you points for your team. Um, we had a few divers, but we had a, a salty kind of relationship because they had a, like, kiddie pool that they would fill up with hot water, and they would just sit in there all day during practice between their dives. Because that's what, that's what divers do. They warm up in a hot tub instead of, like, moving around. Ah, um, I do remember that. Yeah, so there but was... But they had, they had their own little hot tub area? Yeah, I mean, it was like a plastic tub that they would fill up with hot water from the wall every day. Oh, okay. And then they would, and at the end of practice, we would dump it out, dump it out on each other. Um, <laughs> that was like a little ritual. But yeah, I was actually kind of scared of diving because um, I know people who have gotten seriously hurt doing it. Oh yeah. Um, one of my friends who who was a team player, he was uh, a pretty fast swimmer, and he was like, "I'm going to learn to dive and then just dive at the meets for one of my events." Um, he actually like. He like face splatted into the water and like lost his vision for like five minutes, and he thought Ooh. he thought he was blind, and he was like freaking out. And then he came back and was like, "Whew!" Um, Thankfully, and, I just did a belly flop. Then yeah. I did pretty good. And then I don't know if wherever you were coaching, did they have platform dives or just like the springboard? Uh, it was just the springboard. Okay. Um, when no, I'm not. Are you kidding? I'm not getting up on some of those plat. Those are. You're talking. Those are. Oh no, I'm not getting up there. Yeah, we we had only springboard in high school, but at college they had all they had everything. They had the like low springboard. They had the five foot springboard, and then like the the huge tall platform. And uh, one of the girls that I played water polo with was actually a um, Division one diver when when we were freshmen, and I I don't know this you know for a fact, but I think she like broke her neck diving. Oh, yeah, really? Off the top platform. She like <sighs> landed just a little bit wrong and then she had to stop diving and for some reason started playing water polo. I was going to say not that that's much safer. Well, I guess but you're you're not falling from How big is the 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 top platform, do you know? I was going to say I think it's 10 meters. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's I don't even like being 10 feet off I, the ground. I've jumped off of it before. Not doing a dive just like a cannonball. It's terrifying that's what i mean i would be like i'd be terrified just climbing up the ladder yeah like i'd be like no somebody we, we come get stairs. me down or the stairs yeah. or whatever I'd be like, uh-uh, i don't i think no. that makes it worse the stairs yeah <laughs> really yeah the stairs would make it worse than just the ladder it's just like walking up you know to get up here no not like that <laughs> that's how big the stairs were yeah but still i like you're in a cl- never mind <laughs> I, I just don't like water in general i'm not a big fan of water so, I don't like heights. I'm terrified of heights. That's why I uh uh-uh. uh yeah you, I'd agree. I I used to be afraid of heights. I still am afraid of heights. I went to Cedar Point this past summer with um Steve and a couple other of my friends, and obviously Cedar Point is known for the roller coasters, and um not the best place for people who don't like heights. So the way I would always justify it was either I'd be up there ready for like the the first drop and I'm like I'm going to die and then somehow justify my death <laughs> in my head so I'd be cool with dying at that point and that's how I got over it or I would just start screaming obscenities and then like as soon as we go down and I realize oh this is fun like I'd start laughing but most of the time it's me justifying my own death before doing anything and then as soon as I'm like okay I can die I, I I'm good and then I just <laughs> go for it that was me. I'd be the guy like uh, screaming obscenities, like "oh, you know, res, res, res," yep. and just. But like you said, once you get that initial drop, it's like I'd you know 
there'd be some more obscenities screamed on the way down, but then you're like, all right, this ain't so bad. Yeah, exactly. It's just getting out. You hear that? It's the anticipation. It's so terrible. It's the anticipation. Absolutely, it is. It's a it's a total mind thing too. Yeah, like total. Yeah, no, I'm 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 good. (laughs) Like especially there's this one that like takes you up and then brings you. It levels you out and then it goes more than 180 down no so like it inverts in oh the dragster no um oh the the millennium force no different one um it's like the only two i know i'm not going on either of these (laughs) number number one dragster got shut down when i was there because a piece of the of the actual thing flew off as it was up 300 feet so a piece of metal 300 feet in the air came down and hit a person waiting in line. That person is no longer with us. That are they? Per- no, so we're sitting like I remember this cuz like I think we were at the water park at that time and everybody was like, "Oh, I can't wait to go on the dragster." And that was the one ride that I said for 100% I was like, "I'm not going on it." They're like, "You have to." I was like, "No, I refuse to." You can see, like when you're looking at it, you can see it like Yeah, moving. it it moves and then also like it didn't help that Steve told me. He was like, "Yeah, sometimes I want like one time I witnessed it went up and at the peak, stopped, like level, like so. It's not level at the top; it's round. So half of it was on going, looking down, and half of it was still like this. Somebody ha- and there's an elevator in the middle of it. They had the guy had to ride up and touch it with his foot to push it down. Wait a minute, the carts? Yeah. So, the, the, do you know what? Drag- I have no idea what so, you guys are talking about. So it's this Cedar Point is known for making a like great great roller coasters and it's this and it's this thing that goes 300 feet up in the air vertically at a 90 degree angle just yeah takes you right so up. they shoot you off they shoot you off at the beginning at least i don't know at least more than 100 it's like 100 something like 180 i'm gonna just say 180 100 miles per 180 miles per hour just to try to get you over the bend. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't make it. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't. Wait a minute. When you say over the bend, like, what, are you just over the bend and fall down? Yeah. yeah that, and it comes back down. The, ride, the so. ride is 30 seconds long from the time you shoot off to the time you land. But the problem is, is that since it's such a high, high height, it's not always guaranteed that you're going to make it. And it, you can even watch it. And you can see how much it slows down to the top that it barely kisses the top before it goes down. So what if it doesn't make it? Then it comes down, and you have to shoot back up. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> so look at that. Look at that. Oh, no. Yeah. No, that is not a ride for me. So, no. so I saw that. And and I, it, it also twists going up. Yeah, it kind of like does like a cork. So not only are you going straight up, you're going up like a spiral So almost. you don't go 100% around, but it, it's not like a straight. It like oh, it's no. curved. And at the top, it kind of curves in to help you move over. But still, like... Just the fact that they're like, yeah, you might not go over and you'd have to do it again. Like, it's just the fact that it says somebody says, well, yeah, this might work or this might not. There's a 100 percent chance I'm not going on that. Yeah. So any basically it got shut down when we went there. So I was like, oh. <laughs> but but the um the one right I was talking about, like you're sitting on it, like you're like in this like gigantic cart. You're not in like a cart itself. And like you're sitting there and it tips you down and then it stops right at the oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i'm talking about about. it stops right at the drop as you're looking straight down and it just waits for a little bit and then just drops you and then you go invert 
like <laughs> more than 180. And yeah. like, I think the person I was with, not with like personally, but like the people there, they're like, can you just drop us? Because <laughs> it's like, it sits and makes you just stare. Like you're hanging. Yeah, no. I think it drops you at like a negative angle too. Yeah. And then it comes back. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. It's, it is, and they have to have like a net like at the upturn. Because of either, like, because people's stuff will just fly straight out. Like, yeah, no, it's terrifying. I I got scared doing the the I don't know if you remember the the what is it the sky coaster thing at Darien Lake where you just they pull you up and you like. Oh yeah 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 with the bungees. Yeah, I did go bungee jumping once and skydiving once. Um, those were cool, but I, no, I'm not being flung in the air. 180 miles an hour and, and no well, and like the thing was is like if you actually do it it's so fast like you don't your brain it's so fast your brain can't comprehend you going all the way up there and coming down <laughs> i'll take your word for it <laughs> but well i didn't go i didn't do it that's what i've been told but like there's no way after watching how slow it gets at the top no 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 no. And, and knowing how dangerous it is with things. Oh, yeah, something just flew off today. Yeah. No. Well, I'm saying I didn't want to go on it. I went on it. I would definitely do it again. Well, good for you. <laughs> you can take my turn. I was gonna, you, you can take my turn, Zach. I'd be that one person. I was like, I'll hold all your bags and I'll just watch. I'll oh, wave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd totally be like, all right, come on. Give me your cell phones. Give me your wallets. Give me, Dude, I'll hold them. I'll be here. Go, go do what you got to do. I'll be back. Oh my gosh, terrifying. I have nightmares about it still. I'm not kidding you, and I didn't even go on it. No. Especially when you lay in bed, I don't know, you can just kind of like feel it. Well, that's the thing too. Like we we slept on 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 the estate right next to a roller coaster, so I'd fall asleep to the sound of people screaming. <laughs> There's some, that'll mess with your mind. <laughs> like granted it's most of the time fun screaming, but still, oh, what was that one roller coaster, the the wooden one that's all steel? It's the most famous one there. The rickety one, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, though? I don't know what it's called. It's like, it, it, it originally had the longest drop. I think it was like... 10 feet, yeah. Crazy. No, not 10 feet. <laughs> I think it was like at least like 200 or something like that. 200 foot drop. And it's it shoots you down, and it's like one of the ones that like shoots you in like to like a tunnel-ish. Right. Where you feel like you're going to get decapitated. Yeah, and it's made out of wood, and the whole thing sounds like it's going to break. Yeah, it's the whole frame is made out of wood, like the Predator. Like the Predator, yeah. But it's a steel track, so it's a hybrid. But that was the only ride I had to go through where you ha- can't have a wood track. What? I don't think a wood track would work at all. Well, no. So it well, it was a steel wood combo. That's that, it was yeah. a hybrid coaster, and like that was the only one I had to go through an actual metal detector while going through the line to make sure you don't have any like loose stuff on you because if you do you will lose it <laughs> like like they will straight up say like you can't carry this and be like well i'll just put it on my feet like no no no, you can't carry it so they they had like foot lockers yep. in yeah. the line where they're like you have to put it in there for 10 bucks for 10 bucks and you had to go through like a wand yep. i was like this is so like i was like so nervous i was like why is this such a big deal like am i going on a roller coaster am i going on you know an airline like, of, what, what's going of on of course here? that was the day it decided to rain so i was just like great now my fear is like what if we slip off the tracks <laughs> <laughs> no yeah I, when it comes to roller coasters and stuff i used to i used to hit them all like i used to i not them all, but I, I love the roller coaster. Now I'm just like, listen, I'm good with one, and it better be like you know moderate level. And then after that, I'm good. 
I'm good. Give me the swings. I'll go on the swings. What about the water? What about like the water park? Are you guys a fan of the water parks? Uh, well, as a swimmer, yes. Okay. I'm not yeah. talking about like the Maybe. wave pool. I used to work at a, I was a lifeguard at a water park. For a yeah, while. I, I knew that. That's I, what I did after my lifeguarding. I'm not, I'm not bad with water slides. We, um, at, at Cedar Point again, they have like the, the drop ones where you stand in the tubes and they drop under like, oh, that's awesome. The floor from under you. That was the first time like I ever did it. And like the first time, like the water was so cold, like I couldn't breathe. And like, is. so I was, I was super scared, super nervous standing in the pod with it, like shutting the door. And, um, the water was so cold I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe while they shot me down either. But the best part was like all four, like the four of us lined up or five of us lined up. And um, it was like three, two, one. And they hit it and we all dropped. So we all get to the end and we're like, wait a minute. One of our friends isn't dropped yet. Like he's not – he hasn't come down. <laughs> we all thought he got stuck. So he comes down after and he told us. He's like, so – my my pod malfunctioned and didn't drop. So the guy straight up opened up the pod and said, "Hey, I know you just went through all that mental psyching yourself up and like that terrifyingness of seeing your friends just drop, but we're gonna do it again." <laughs> so we had to go into a different pod and go through the exact same mental like build up and mindset, knowing what's gonna come, and then did it. Talk about like your ultimate just want want. Like wah. if if that happened to me and I went through all the preparation for nothing to happen, I'd be like, that's it. I'm like, I'm not doing it anymore. That'd be a cool new spin on it. Like three, two, one. Psych. Be like, nope. Be like, wait, what's going on? And then just hit it like yeah. randomly, like two, three seconds later. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. I'd be that guy. I'd be pushing them up. Like three, two. There you go. Forget you don't get one zero. You're done. Not even. I'd be like three. <laughs> <laughs> On your mark. Uh, I don't know how we got. Oh, from diving, we got diving to roller coasters. Diving to heights. heights diving to heights. Heights to, heights, to heights to roller coasters. All right, we're gonna bring it back to the pool. So now, after after high school, um, or did you get in the did you get in the polo uh, water polo in high school as well, or was that more of a college thing? So. Um, I get, I'll, let me backtrack a little bit. So I said I mentioned that I played baseball when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, and I was a pitcher in baseball. So I f- thought I had a good arm, like I thought I could throw well. Um, I never really played football, um, but looking back, I thought like being a quarterback might be fun. But I don't know. I just loved throwing stuff. Um, so the idea of water polo, where I could do swimming and th- like throwing stuff, was just really kind of cool to me. Um, and we used to play water polo, like, on weekend practices in high school. Although okay. it was, like, a really, like, bad version of it where we just, like, kind of beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> and like, Now, did you guys do it in the shallow end or in the, in the deep end? Or In the deep end. That okay. was that was what our, our coach said, is you have to play it in the deep end so you're at least getting something out of it. Um, and we would play like that. And so we played a little bit in uh, high school – and that was kind of – that was going to be my evolution was instead of swimming, I was going to go play water polo in college, um, although it's kind of – it's a little bit more rare. Not too many colleges do like collegiate water polo. Um, so that's kind of how I ended up in the club. Okay. Um, now for water polo, um, I know very little about water. I know like, watching at Olympic time is fun. It's Is it 9v9? What is it on water polo? It is um, – 5v5 with a goalie, so 6-on-6. Six six. Okay, so similar like hockey. Yeah. Okay. 
And um, is it kind of like hockey too, where you have like your offensive players, your defensive players? So I missed it's seven on seven, six on six with the goalie. With the goalie, right? Okay, three in the front, three in the back, goalie. Okay, so you do have like three attackers, three defenders type of deal, or is it just yeah. everybody? It's kind, kind of, it's kind of fluid. The way that we we set up was kind of like one person at point in the middle, and then kind of like a ring. It's kind of kind of like basketball. Okay. You can play a little, you know, you're playing offense, defense, you know, you're yeah. doing your fast breaks. Yeah, swimming back and forth. That that was the thing that surprised me the most getting into, like, real water polo in college was that it's more like basketball than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. I can see, like, being more of, uh, like you said, with your fast breaks and everything and, and having to drop back on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with subbing, this is what it was, would always confuse me for water polo with subbing. Is it more of, like, subbing on the fly in hockey or is it more of like you know you got to call it you know like basketball where you got to wait till a stop in your play get new players out there? How was the subbing work in that? Um, we would it would definitely be um, some sort of stoppage. It's not it's not on the fly. Um, there's a shot clock in water polo. Okay. So when there's a turnover, you only have a certain amount of time before you can get your shots in. So you wouldn't want to do any sort of subbing. Um, I don't know if you're allowed to, but I I remember it being like you stop, you you switch it up. Some people come in or out. Um, that, that's kind of how that would work. Okay. Usually, usually based off of how tired you are. Instead oh of yeah. Like lines or anything like that. I was gonna say I can imagine this being something where you're not like a soccer game where you're playing like you know the full half or you're playing like sixty seven minute games. I'm I'm assuming it's more quicker subbing too like where you're only out there maybe three four minutes or yeah, kind of like hockey in that regard yeah you're, okay. you're out pretty quick there's the uh quarters are like 10 minutes oh okay much it um i might have that wrong but it was it was different depending on what kind of where you're playing who you're playing against okay stuff like that now is it um is every goal like just one point or is it more like basketball where you got the, the three pointers the or is it just yeah every goal is one point okay um, and the the nets aren't as big as soccer, are they? I mean, I know they're they're in the water, but they're they're relatively smaller. Or are they? They're eight feet long. Okay, and four feet tall above the water. Okay, I think. So that's for a goaltender. I can imagine that's. I mean, that's a that's decent. A that's a lot of area to cover, especially swimming yeah. and and trying to jump up, especially for the high shots. Um, yeah, so I was a goalie. I was the, I was our team's backup goalie, Ooh. Um, and it was because it was for a really strange reason. Because um, I didn't, I wanted to be, as you can imagine, the guy sh- scoring all the goals. Because I thought I had a good arm. Oh, absolutely, um, and a good shot. But I was, I was made the goalie for this sort of like football quarterback reason, where the, cor- the when the goal the ball leaves the goalie's hands on a turnover, or like if they get the ball. Um, you want to like drop it right in front of a teammate in the other zone, so you have to be like very accurate from a distance. Okay. Um, and since I could do that kind of naturally, they were like, "You're gonna have to learn how to like stand <laughs> on the water and like block these shots." And it's it's it is it's very hard. There's a a different kick for water polo that you've learned called the egg beater kick. Okay. And it's where so if the if your feet are moving in opposite directions like an egg beater like this. And that's how you have to like keep that up and keep your hips at the water level is what you're supposed to do. So you're like when they're wow. going to shoot at you, you're just like you're going ham with your legs like that. Your hips are at water level and you're 
doing goalie you, stuff. You're, I was going to say, you're probably trying to make yourself as big as possible. Right. Um, wow. Now, but so you said they're four feet tall, the, the nets, about think, that. Yeah. As a goaltender, I mean, is it common for a goaltender to be able to touch like the the top of the net from inside the water? Or that was the drill um, was to go from one side of the net to the other, holding your hand to the bottom of the top post. So, like, if you could go from one side to the other, like with that kick, then that would the be entire right. time. The entire time from one side of the from one post to the other. Oh man! But it, you wouldn't be able to touch it if you were just like floating. Obviously, yeah, that's got to be that's got to be tiring. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I stopped doing. <laughs> I was gonna, now. Do they sub out goaltenders typically, or are you're you're in there for the whole game? You're in there for the whole game, but um, you get to you get a lot of rest because you're only you're kind of only online forty percent of the time okay. because you kind of you kind of set your team up. And then, you know, you play in the water, maybe if they're coming over, if they're passing, and then you kind of get out and posture once somebody's going to take a shot. Okay. Now, can the can the goalies jump in on the attack if they need to or not really? No, there. I don't think there's – a, there's a line where the goalie can't go past. Okay. I don't remember if it's half or if there's another line. There's, there's a few lines. Like there's a, there's a zone in front of the goal, goalie where you're not allowed to go unless you have the ball. And um, so there's like some sort of offsides thing around that, and there is um, then another zone I think where the goalie can't really leave. Okay. Now, can you like if you're down late in the game, can you pull the goaltender or no? No. Okay. I didn't know if it was like hockey where you can you know pull the at goaltender get the extra attack around there. Yeah, I mean if you can, I n- I've never seen it. Okay. I'll say that. Um. How many shots are you usually facing in a typical game? Like, is it is it uncommon to get, like, 20, 30, 40 shots in a game, or are you only facing, like, maybe 5 or 10? It's it's pretty up there. The score can get really high. I think um, the most recent water polo game I watched was the U.S. and the Olympics, and they scored, I think, 15 goals. Okay. Um, so, that's, I mean, that's a decent amount of shots. Yeah. Um, and I would assume, you know, if they're scoring 15 goals, the goaltender's maybe facing 25, 30? Like, I'm maybe- yeah. Saving I, half of them. I think that example in the Olympics, the goalie was like really, really not performing very well. But you can face a lot. I mean, every single say say the shot clock is like thirty seconds to forty five seconds, somewhere around in there. I mean, when the shot clock is done, you're getting a shot. Okay. And you know, so you know, twenty, thirty. That's not uncommon. And how like how big is it lengthwise? Is it, what about fifty, sixty meters, or is it like further than that? Fifty meters. Or, okay. Again, I'm I'm sure it would probably depend on the level of competition and, uh, so, and so 50 meters is an Olympic sized pool, so it would be 25 meters. 25 meters is yeah. okay. Still, that's that's a lot of ground to cover too. Mm. Um, and it and it's um, like the water's all like eight foot deep as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say, I always <laughs> as a kid, we would sometimes play it in elementary school where you're just basically playing handball in the water. And I always thought that was fun, like, but your feet are on the water. Like, this is an easy sport. And then, like you said, when you're like, no, you're in the deep end in like eight, nine, ten feet of water. But like, okay, that's not as easy. It's Yeah, no, it's not. No. But um, that's – now, for, for plays on offense, is it more like hockey where it's like free-flowing? Or do you guys actually try to like run set plays? Uh, it's a little bit of both. 
I mean, at the level that I played at, um, it was a little bit more free throwing, but we would try to set up a the one one person in the point. This is kind of what I was talking about, and then the five in the arc around it, and you would want to make you know passing plays and maybe get it to your strongest shot or get open, get, get it to somebody whose defender maybe was slower, didn't really quite make it down. Um, so it was free flowing, but we would practice um, some plays, but it was mostly just kind of like passing it on to who's open, similar to hockey, trying to find your shot and taking it if you can um, based on the defender that's on you. But the defense was a little bit more like basketball where you kind of had a player pretty much on top of you at all okay. times. Sweet. And um, are there, uh, there's got to be penalties in this. Like, are there, are there any penalties or rules? Yeah. I think the biggest one is you can only touch the ball with one hand if, unless you're the goalie. Oh, really? And is that even like catching it too? Like you can only catch it with, with the one hand? Yep. If you, if you, it's kind of like, kind of like soccer, except for if instead of any hand, just like uh, two hands, then that's a turnover. Okay, and then there's some there's personal fouls as well. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm guessing like you know dunking somebody underwater or or does it get does it get pretty physical? It's pretty physical. Um, I mean a lot of stuff is um, not allowed, but goes by because the, there's like a saying like anything that happens under the water goes. Okay. Um, we had some pretty interesting experiences with some co-ed club teams um, in my day. And it's it's the ref can't see it, you know. And say you can't see it, you can't call it. I'd say one example, and kind of the game that I always talk about was when I played for University of Buffalo, and we played against West Point Military Academy in one of our tournaments. Ooh. And every single guy on the West Point team was like the size of our best player because water polo players are generally quite big if, it, yeah. if they're successful. It's so like six four, you know. Well into 200 pounds, like a lot of muscle. Guys should be playing football. Yeah, they should. But they, I guess they didn't make the football team or something. I don't <laughs> know. Um, and I, when I was playing not in net, um, I was usually not playing point. But one time I ended up in the point position, which was like right in front of the net. And I had one of those guys like on top of me trying to score. And there was a turnover. And what the guy did was he – he grabbed me around my waist upside like upside down and flipped me over and then like and then like used me to like get his first stroke to sprint back and i was like upside down in the water and i was like what just happened so he like kind of suplexed you in, <laughs> into the water almost yeah pretty much cuz he he was between me and his net and there was a turnover and he just like kind of went around and like and just like oh, i was just it is whipped. is that legal like can you do that or is that like just hey i didn't the ref didn't see it i think it was a little bit of the ref couldn't see it 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 all happened under the water and i still don't know if he used his arms or his legs because he could he could have wrapped his legs around my waist and like and flipped over which is pretty common strategy because it's under the water so you can't really see it so did your coach like necessarily be like hey what's under the water would he is that like a strategy that your coach instilled kind of didn't really coach it but coached it you know like hey this is you know little tricks at the trade yeah it it was like i mean it was be physical and um yeah and i mean you're it's a physical sport 
anyway, it's like it's not non-contact. I would say like when you're playing defense, you're not allowed to like grab people, but you can like hands out of the water, like leaning on people, pretty much. Okay. Um. So it's pretty. There. That's a, the reason that a lot of it can be gotten away with is because like you know if you're a defensive person you're kind of like leaning on somebody and you're there's like two guys leaning into each other like kicking you know doing like one of those things is what a lot of the one-on-one interaction looks like in water polo so that's why since it that physicality is like embedded in the sport that's why a lot of the other stuff can kind of go away with it one interesting thing when i started um, and you kind of alluded to this earlier. The the common swimwear for high school swimmers is a jammer, which is like a knee length spandex short. And I walked into water polo practice with that, and they were like, "You need a speedo because <laughs> because you can't rip a speedo. But pe- <laughs> but if you're wearing a jammer, you can grab it and rip it off. Oh my gosh! So I had I I ordered one that night. And I was like, yeah, well, I don't want it to get ripped off. I mean, I'd rather wear a Speedo. I'd rather reveal yeah. it myself than somebody else reveal it for me. <laughs> right, exactly. That's right. Come out on your own terms. Oh, God. Um, now, are there are there pen- – like, so the rules are penalties, but if you if you break a rule, is it like do you get a two-minute penalty? Do you get a power play, penalty shot? Yeah, you get um, either oh. a power play or a penalty shot depending on the penalty. I never saw a penalty shot. It was mostly like a power play situation where one person goes and sits in the little penalty lined off area. I was going to say on TV, is that like the little like red, almost like red uh, buoyed off area? Yeah, they they usually have like kind of like swim lanes, like one like kind of with the net creating one and then the boundaries and that kind of creates a square off in the corner that yeah. the bad kids have to go sit in when they try to drown people. I was going to say, when I was watching it, I wasn't quite sure if that was the penalty box or if that's like where the next, you know, the next sub up was like kind of ready it, yeah, to a, go. It's a little bit of both. I mean, it's multi-use pretty much. It's not nothing like hockey where you have like your own bench or anything, but generally a sub will kind of get in the water and like warm up a little bit. Okay. Or cool off a little bit in the water, I don't know. And how long are these power plays for? Is it like a two minutes, 30 seconds, or does it depend on the severity of the, the penalty and what the ref called? I think it's pretty dependent on what the ref calls. I mean, when I was playing, it was mostly just like listen for the whistle and look because that's kind of how it worked. And, and I the just ref's did, like pointing to you. Yeah, and... just do what you're told. It's kind of, <laughs> That's kind of how I, I did it, and most people did it because you, you get kind of tired and you're like you don't really know what's going on. You just did like – 200 yards of sprinting back and forth and it's like all right yeah okay i'll go sit in the box that's got to be exhausting like it's got to be exhausting yeah it is um and uh it was tough it, it's tough to practice too because you're just always like getting like completely demolished by some other guy you know in practice just trying to like i mean it's 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 mostly just conditioning and like a little bit I mean, at the level I played at, it was mostly conditioning and a little bit of strategy. Okay. But the, the best conditioned teams would win kind of hilariously, even at the college level, um, just because, like, if you can do, you know, 500 yards of sprints back and forth, like the West Point guys could, you know, they would have a three-on-one with the goalie just because they're faster than all the defensemen coming back. Yeah. So I- that probably doesn't happen as much on, like, a collegiate level, which I know they do have. Like a Division One water polo, but at at my level where nobody really played in high school, it was definitely the case. Now I I know you said before for uh, high school swim you you would swim like six hundred or six thousand yards or whatever a practice. Um, 
were water polo practices like were you doing that amount of swimming or was it on a much more toned down scale roughly uh probably less swimming but higher intensity so definitely more sprinting yeah the only the only swimming that you do in water polo is sprinting really okay um you're trying if there's a you're swimming when there's a turnover and you have to get to the other side faster than whoever's defending you basically or you have to if you're you know attacking you have to get back so you can defend so it's like um like a basketball maybe soccer i'm not super familiar but like that kind of intensity where you're just like if you can sprint back and forth and back and forth you're going to have an advantage and that was kind of hard for me because i was like a more of an endurance guy and like taking your pace yeah so that was that was kind of tough to overcome okay what sport did you uh did you ultimately like better i mean i guess both are both are different in nature but did you like more of the swimming for the individual events or did you like more of the, the water polo i i think i liked water polo more i i mentioned earlier that i liked the team sports aspect more having that team was pretty cool the practices were um you know fun we would do like you know fun games or whatever like we used to play this uh game called pairs where it's it's like a variation on water polo where you have one partner and you like throw the ball back and forth. I think you have to make like a pair. So if I have the ball and you're my partner, I have to pass it to you and you have to at least pass it back to me before we can take a shot. Okay. Um and then there's one pair in net. So there there might be like 15 pairs in the water depending on how many people come to practice that day. Um and that's the only rule though. So there's a lot of like physicality to that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I could see that. That's, now, that's a game where like the ball will, and two people will be underwater for like 2 minutes. Really? Yeah. They're just pe- <laughs> like people under the water like going at it. So that's kind of that's not water polo, but it's fun to do stuff like that. And maybe you don't get to do that in like a collegiate setting, but since we were a club, we could do that and that was fun obviously. Yeah. Breaks up plus breaks up practice a little bit. You know, you yeah. got to have those fun days, I feel. Um now one thing I always want you're not allowed to grab the ball while you're swimming, right? Don't you have to have it in front of you, or can you grab the ball one hand while you're swimming? The ball can't go underwater. So you, okay. you can drag the ball along above the water, um, but then you you lose one of your arms for swimming, so usually you dribble it out in front of you. Okay, yeah, because I, I would see a lot of times people, they would have it, whether whatever stroke they're doing, like maybe a yard, half a yard, whatever, in front of them. Um, so I didn't know if that was a rule where you couldn't grab it, but you said you can grab it, the ball just can't go under, under the water. water. Right. That's pretty cool. Like I said, I it, it always looked like a very fun sport, um, even though I'm not really a, a, a pool guy, but it, it really looked like it, it was a cool sport to watch. And almost very similar to handball, except, you know, you're in 10 feet of water, 8 feet of water. Yeah, hurling a ball around like that in like a, you know, in a passing setting is unique. You know, I played baseball. You know, I played, like, football, not, like, competitively or on, like, a real team, but just leisurely, right? And that kind of – it's kind of like a hybrid – you know, the ball is, you know, quite large. And you just got to – and there's, like, a technique where you got to, like, kind of, like, let it rest in your hand and you can only use one hand. And that the way that that ball, like, flies around is really interesting. One, from a visibility perspective, if you're, like, watching it on TV because it's large and you can you can see it, unlike a hockey puck, which you might maybe lose if you're not paying attention. And definitely when you're playing it because it's just, like, it's 
it's got some not a ton of mass, but you know, you're you're catching like a basketball almost. Oh wow. So they're they're that heavy? Almost like not that a basketball is heavy, but it's about that yeah, about that much weight between a basketball and the volleyball. I mean, volleyballs are pretty light, but it's got kind of like the texture. It's it's got like a textured thing to it, so it's got like a hefty skin, more like a basketball. In between them on the spectrum, I guess. Okay, I was gonna say I didn't even realize it was that it was like it was as heavy as a as a basketball. That's and to get those things flying, that's got to be. I mean, it, it's smaller circumference wise than the basketball, though, isn't it? Isn't it more like Slight. the size of a volleyball? Or yeah, slight. I think it's slightly bigger than a volleyball, but definitely smaller than like maybe a uh, like a twenty eight inch okay. basketball, like a women's basketball. Okay, wow, that's listen. I love coming on the show and learning about stuff because I had no idea about. I mean, I knew the sport, but at the same time, didn't know the sport. I knew how to spell it. I knew how to spell it. <laughs> I knew you know polos and nice shirt that you wear during a good job interview at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, the. <laughs> The favorite thing that I've heard is um, when I tell my friends about it, they they usually say, "So when do you drown the horse?" <laughs> <laughs> I like that little uh, little polo in there. That now that would be that would be a heck of a sport if you had to walk uh, horses in the water that ten feet of water. But they're like horse floaties, little yeah. horse floaties. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even polo is a sport. Is a sport I don't really understand, so I don't really know why the name where the name comes from, but. I think I think it's maybe English. I don't know. I'm assuming, but it's it's fun to watch. But all right, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get on the hot seat question here. We're gonna start. Um, so we're gonna ask five hot seat questions. They could be about anything. Uh, Matt and I have to answer these as well. Matt, did you come up with any? No. Matt, you've got to come up with some. Oh, I always end <laughs> up coming up with at least one. All right, so we're gonna do. Um, First, my first question is, all right, you're you're on a road trip, you're stopping at a gas station, you're hungry. What's the go-to snack that you're getting at a gas station like like pit stop? What's the go-to snack? For me, I'm going to either say I might go Pop-Tarts or those little uh little Debbie uh snack cake deals, the uh what are they? The the Cinnabons, the the, the, oh, yeah. the honey buns. Cinnabons, whatever they're called. Yeah, whatever. I'm I'm going with those little Debbie, uh, little Debbie honey buns, the the frosted ones. The frosted ones are fantastic. I know none of these are healthy, but what health food are you finding at a gas station on a uh, on a road trip? Apple. That's so, not it. You said health food? No, it doesn't have to be health. I'm oh, saying okay. what health food? Yeah, but are you trusting a gas station Apple? No. Exactly. All right. So that's I'm going little Debbies. It's for me. It's Pringles because the Pringles can go in the cup holder. The cup okay, holder. solid. Any certain flavor or just uh, cheese, cheddar cheese, or the little. Like. All right, cheddar cheese Pringles. I like that. Matt, what's your go-to gas station snack? Uh, miniature bite-sized nerd ropes. Nerd ropes. Yeah, so it's like the nerd candy, like those little, like kind of okay. like sweet tart things. And then on, like, they're stuck to uh, basically like a gelatin-like little ball. Okay. All right. Yeah. I could see that. Do you like any – do they have flavors for that or is it all just yeah, one dish? It's just everything. It's all. I was yeah. going to say. I figure with with sugary stuff like that, it's just – after a while, it just tastes like just straight yeah, it, sugar It anyways. makes me feel sick. I've had three bags in one <laughs> sitting before. 
Um, it makes me feel sick, but I still do it. You're a pretty big candy guy. I love candy. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't hate. I hate chocolate. I love sweet. Like I love sour stuff. I was gonna say sour, more ch- the sugary or sour, sour chewy stuff. I was gonna say last time we hung out, which was a while ago. You ate like an entire bag of Twizzlers right in front of me. Oh, I love Twizzlers. <laughs> Dude, I'll kill Twizzlers. I ate an entire bag of Funyuns in front of you, too. You did, yeah. That was um, that was fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Or or I could go Funyuns, but I'll go candy. Now, are Funyuns the same as pork rinds? No. Funyuns are like, well, I guess. Or is it just a different flavor of pork rind? Well, no. Funyuns are basically like onion rings. Is that what they are? Yeah, they're crunchy onion rings. There's something, I don't know. I was going to say, I was never a Funyun. That was also the only time that I had Funyuns in my entire life. Really? I love Funyuns. I had like two of yours, and then you ate the rest of the <laughs> I'm surprised you got two. I know, so am I. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Matt, do you got something for question number two, or do I need to come up with Yeah, are one? you a bath or a shower kind of guy? Oh, okay. Um... Zach, you want to take this one first? Zach looks yeah. so confused Zach. of why this was a question. <laughs> yeah, Listen, I it mean, could be literally about anything. So I haven't taken a bath in maybe a decade, um, but I feel like I'd rather take a bath. It's just showers a convenience kind of thing. I think taking a bath would be nice. Bath is more personable. Yeah, I put some music on. See, you guys ever seen like those pictures of the guys who have like TVs in their in the bathroom, yeah. In the bathroom, like, so you can, like, sit in the bathtub and watch TV? I would do that. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. To add on to that, my one friend was house-sitting, okay? And in the bathroom, see, the the, the, the toilet was an electric toilet with a bidet. Nice. Heated seat. Bidet, I highly suggest. Listen, I have always, I'm not going to lie, I have always wanted to try a bidet, and I... It is I, so pleasant. That's on my bucket list. It's, where do you find one around here? I, 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 so even at some of the high-end hotels, I'm like, all right, we're going to go to a nice hotel. They've got to have a bidet. No. Nothing. The, the bidet is so nice. Anyways, so heated seat on the toilet. Floor is heated. Floor is heated. Walk-in shower. No actual shower. Like, walk-in shower from the ceiling with a bench. And best part is the tub is right there. There's a TV on the wall. Where you could see it from toilet, shower, and bathtub. See, that's just good engineering. <laughs> right? It's solid. So in that, that house, I would take a bath, then use the bidet, and then just sit in the shower and watch TV. I was going to say, you can watch an entire Bills game in exactly. there. Exactly. not leave the bathroom. With the heated seat and like the heated floor during the winter. Is a fridge in there? I was you, gonna say, is that, it, I think that's the only thing that's missing. Can you get some snacks while you you know you're you're watching? Like that house is the only house I'd probably take a bath in. I take very few baths, but I'm not. And I, I, I'll bring in my my laptop, put it on, like bring in like a little do you chair. Have a, do you have a table? I have. I'll have like a little tar- table. Bring in the laptop and watch like Netflix. Like pop something on Netflix. But again, when I'm taking a bath, I'm not really like scrubbing, like cleaning, taking a bath. It's more like, all right, I'm sore. I'm just gonna soak in the tub. So is that like actually taking a bath? Like if you're taking a bath, do you have to take it to get clean? No. Or you're just chilling in there almost like a... Sometimes I take showers just to take showers. Like okay. I, don't, I don't clean myself and then I just like, I just need... I agree with Zach though. Showers are just definitely... Showers are more to get you clean mm. and just more convenient. It's, time, know, it's you, time efficient. Yeah, you, yeah. I think we live in a world where we can have the best of both, I think. Absolutely. You need it, I used to take a bath in a shower. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like what do you mean? Yeah. You just like fill it up and be like shark in the aquarium or what? <laughs> no, <laughs> so I would sit. So I'd take a shower, and I'd sit in the bathtub, 
and turn like and plug the drain oh, okay. and then While let you're the shower, shower fill up the bath. But there's a it's like a tub shower situation. Yeah, so I was thinking of like a like a standing shower with like a door. No, no, no. And no. you just like filled it so, up. I was gonna so say that, that could be that could be rough. So in that <laughs> case, uh, a ta- a shower tub com- combo. I used to take baths in the shower. Okay. Yeah, I think everybody should strive to have a bath shower combo. You step in the tub and take your shower. But that's not like that's like a more outdated thing now. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. standalone showers are becoming the, the yeah. thing. They're much more compact. They are much more. Com- what okay? What about a bath with a jacuzzi though? Like you know how they have those my, in the ho- in the hotels? My, my parents have that. They do. Those are nice. See, those are nice. Those the jacuzzi's broken, <laughs> so it's just a bathtub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, a jacuzzi can never break. It just turns into a bathtub. Right. Basically. Unless it's an outdoor one, then it's just a... a... And then they, they have a separate like stand-in shower. I'm like, all right, well, maybe give, give some money to the rest of us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt you, never, Matt, you never answered. Are you a bath or uh, a shower guy? I said I'd be a bath if I was in the house, so probably just shower. Okay. But I do have a bath-shower combo, so I can take one in the shower if I really want to. I think baths definitely are underrated, but again, if you're getting clean, you got to go shower. If you want to just relax or whatever, take especially a bath. especially like when you said like if you have to soak because like you just hurt, like say like you play a game or something and then you're just sore. Yeah, uh, that's understandable. Oh, or you can just sure. like lay there and not really like have to engage any muscle. Yeah, Absolutely. especially if you're like if you're really dirty and you got some like you know actual like you're rolling around on like a soccer game and you got mud everywhere. And you like sit in the bath. Yeah, you're that, not getting clean. That bath water is going to look really unappetizing real quick. I was going to say you're going to have to take like five baths just to get clean. Well, I don't think anybody's sitting there watching you shot like bath and then eat. You're like, mm, this water's really making me not. Yeah, hungry. Then you're just sitting in mud water. Yeah, but it's you're your mud water rolling around in your own filth. I guess. <laughs> All right, question number three, Matt. Do you have another one? No, but Zach should give us one. Zach, do you oh. have a do you have a random? Third question. We did that last week. I thought that went well. Yeah. Where we had our guests ask a question. Zach, we're putting you on the spot. This is one that uh, I just used on a Tinder profile. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is Good a... luck getting a girl with that. <laughs> Gosh. Is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, this, so this was a pretty heated debate not too long ago. I'm going to say no. Oh. Um. I was going to say I, yes. I don't yeah, I think it's a sandwich. Yes All right, so, defend, de- defend your points. How is it a sandwich? Two slices of bread, meat in the middle. But it's not two slices of bread. It's one bun. and Yes, but you can make a hot dog with two slices of bread. But then you've got to cut the hot dog hot in dog. half. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. They're getting that hot dog rolling all over the place, and it's falling all you over can, the place. So here's my, my counter to that is, like, what about a Subway sandwich? Same bread. It's like it's the same style where they Ooh. cut it. They kind of like split it and flay it out. He got well, that's why it's a submarine sandwich. It's still a- well, submarine sandwich. All right. Um, hmm. It's a tough all right, one. but there's but what? Mm. I think if you're gonna go fried bologna like the fried bologna sandwiches, you, you mean, cut it in half. Then yes. You mean uh, oh, what are they called? <sighs> what if you made like a sandwich with like a, a fancy like bratwurst kind of thing like a sausage that's in its casing i mean that's basically a hot dog i could yeah i could be talked into it i could be persuaded into making it a sandwich. all right we'll, we'll call it a sandwich we'll call it a sandwich now are we just putting ketchup on it or are we throwing like all kinds of condiments on it like ketchup mustard relish you, onions that doesn't aff- I, I i am just a ketchup person see 
if it's a burger, yeah, I'm fine with that. But a hot dog is like maybe it's because I've eaten some cheap hot dogs in my day. But like, if you're not putting stuff on there, it just tastes like nothing. That's what I mean. For hot dogs, you gotta you gotta go. I I load it up. Give me the mustard, relish, onions, um, whatever. Some of them I know they have that uh, the horseradish you can put on. Whatever you whatever you've gotten there, I'm throwing it. I on. like chili dogs. Chili dogs are fantastic. The Dairy Queen Barn Grill chili dogs are probably the most disgusting and yet best tasting things ever. I was gonna say last time I made it, Dairy Queen was also with you. I know, <laughs> and I got it when we went there. <laughs> Dairy Queen, I'm eating ice cream. I'm not eating any of Dairy Queen's food. No, no, uh, no. I... I'll eat their I'll eat their ice cream. I'll I'll take a blizzard down like a champ, but I'm not eating like. Like the chili dogs or the hamburgers oh, or whatever or the, the fries. Uh-huh. It's like it's like the it's like the really cheap chili too. Oh yeah, it's like what is that Hormel or whatever? It's like canned like the, the can, food. Canned chili. Yeah, no, no. I still eat it though. Oh. That, that goes in the category of the roller coaster. What'd you call it? The uh, what's that? The one that you were talking about earlier? The, oh, the, the dragster. Whiplash, the drag. The dragster. No, that goes into that category. The 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 hot dog. Look, or, but don't touch. Yeah. Now, I love chili dogs, but I'm not going to Dairy Queen for a chili dog. <laughs> hey, man, don't judge. All right, question number three. Four. Four? Four, you you're one. right. I can count. <laughs> question number four. Um, all right. Is If you had to play, you had a choice between 18 rounds of regular golf or 18 rounds of mini golf. What are you choosing? Regular golf. Regular golf. We golf too. I'm yeah. choosing mini golf. Do you golf? No. Exactly. That's I've probably golfed. why. In fact, the first the first time I ever went to um a golf course with my dad, I think it was like sixteen, seventeen years old. We didn't before that we had just gone to driving ranges, whatever hit balls. Like, all right, this is kind of fun. Went to a driving or went to a golf course with my dad. I'm at the tee box. There's a tree, I kid you not, hundred and eighty degrees. There's no possible way if i tried i could have sliced this ball into a tree what do i do i go up for my first tee shot and slice the ball 180 degrees like straight shot right into the tree from there on my dad even looks at me he's like i don't think golfing is your thing (laughs) and just i mean we played the front nine whatever that's that was the only time i was on a golf course i just i'll go out every now and then and 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 go to a driving range just for you know just for fun, but I never got into golf. Now, mini golf, I I have a ball at mini golf, but no regular golf. Uh uh-uh. uh That situation that you just mentioned with the you know basically shooting the ball out from you, even though you're trying to go that way. I did last time I played with Matt and Steve, and I think Steve was like, oh, "This kid, this kid's gonna, he's useless. Like, let's get him out of here." <laughs> Granted, he's also golfing with me too. I'm not the best at it. Yeah, no, we suck. We, we're uh, terrible at golf, but I love it. I have a, I have a friend who's going to school to be a golf pro, and I, every time I see him, I ask him if he can help me break ninety, and he says never. Like you'll never break ninety. <laughs> hey man, get close to it. But that's it. I mean, I believe I will, but he doesn't. I just surround myself with people who can't play golf better than me. Right, like me. No, plus, but go- no, like Shane. Shane, my gosh, the kid can't play. But it looks like such an easy sport. It's like not. just hit the golf. So like hard. it is hard. It's just frustrating. It's. I would it's, say technically, it's the hardest sport I've ever played. In my yeah. Oh, it's like yeah, it's ridiculous. That's not why a, I'm like not a whole lot of cardio. That's why I like mini golf. It's just you're putting. 
and you got a windmill and you got some things that pop up. It's well, mini that, golf. Just that's the thing. You, you have mini golf. You're like, oh, I'm just putting. With golf, you have to account for the wind, with the weather, your actual different kinds of clubs. The, the way round. you, the, the yeah, like straight up. I brought a friend of mine who's who played baseball for like 15 years trying to golf. That that didn't work, Joe. When I brought Joe to go golfing with oh, us, yeah. it doesn't work because you're taught as like a baseball player to swing through. And like bend your arms, and with golf, you got to keep straight arms the entire time. It's that habit alone. If you play baseball, golfing is probably not going to be your thing, unless like you played both at the same time and you can switch between those two types of swings. No, even on the golf, even on the driving range, I'm happy when I hit it over 200 yards. I'm like, I'm, I'm no That's golfing. Fair. But again, driving range is fun. That's why top golf is becoming a big thing. It's yeah. a driving range. You really don't need to know a lot about golf. No. Just a yeah. little white ball, hit it. Try not to fall off the edge. Try not to fall off the edge. <laughs> That's why they have the nets there. All right, Matt, bring us home with question number five. Burger King, Wendy's, or McDonald's? Can only I, choose one? Yeah. You've got a controversial opinion on this. Well, I'm sorry. you got to pick one. It's one of those three, Burger King, yeah. Wendy's, or McDonald's? And the last time I went to Wendy's was with you. McDonald's. <laughs> okay, why? Because I used to like Wendy's, but I feel like they they got bad. What at McDonald's? Oh, I get the triple stack. I can't eat McDonald's burgers. They taste like crap. The chicken's good, too. <laughs> I only eat chicken nuggets. Yeah, I know. Like, like 40 of them. Last time I went to McDonald's with Matt, he got 40 chicken nuggets and ate all of them. Dude, did you have a heart attack afterwards? I felt like I was going to throw yeah. up. That's disgusting. I ate 40 in a large fry. Yeah. I mean, even like, I'll, I'll feel, watched. I feel like, okay, I need to rest a little bit after I eat like 10. You're... Chomping forty? It wasn't chomping. It was more like at the like twenty five. I was like, oh, I spent money on this. It's like a marathon. But like I gotta finish. I gotta and later finish. on, somebody invited me out to go. You know, like have a couple drinks. And I was like, No, I'm gonna no. throw up. And they're like, No, no, you're not gonna get drunk. I was like, no. You understand? Anything else going down will come back out because it's all just McNuggets. I had the toots. Everything we had just he hiked had the, the gorge. Yeah, we just hiked the gorge too. So I was really hungry, but apparently not that hungry. That's a lot. I mean, that's like multiple thousands of calories. Oh yeah, <laughs> you you had like you had like at least three meals worth or three days worth of calories there. Probably. I I I clogged one single uh, artery in my heart with just that meal alone. More. Your left your left ventricle is no longer functioning. You know what? That's the price you have to pay. <laughs> Yeah, because I think I got like two triple stacks, and I was like, I'm an animal. And then I was like, I'm not that much of an animal. <laughs> no, you're just smarter. <laughs> Anyways, okay, what about you? You know what? I'm going to say, and, and this sounds totally, and there there's no basis for us. I always feel healthier when I go to Wendy's. Like, I'm always like, Wendy's is the healthier of the choice, and I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not up there, but I'm going to choose Wendy's just for the Frosties. Oh, that's fair. Like, I, I love the Frosties. Give me a chocolate Frosty. I, sometimes I'll even go to Wendy's and not get any, like, burgers or anything. I'll just go there just to get a Frosty. Like, I'm choosing Wendy's for the Frosties. Okay. I'll probably go for Burger King, and the only reason I'll go for Burger King is because of their – I love their fries. The, their fries? Their fries are killer. If you're choosing fries, I'm going McDonald's no, all man. day. No. It's part of it, yeah. No. Yeah. No. I would have gone for Wendy's because I love their Baconator, but I just can't stand their fries. No. Burger King, yeah. if you're going fries, I'm going Wendy's McDonald's fries are terrible. Day. Yeah. I mean, I like Wendy's fries. Wendy's is very good. Wendy's was my favorite for a very long time. Their chicken time. sandwiches are good. 
I like their chicken sandwiches. I like their square patties. Just efficient. I like everything about it. And I used to like their food a lot more. But I usually tend towards like the double stacks or like the McDoubles kind of like the thinner patties. Like not so not so big and I get maybe two of them. And the quality of the double stack at Wendy's for me, maybe it's the Wendy's I went to, way down. But whenever I go to McDonald's, it's always like fresh. I mean, it's fresh McDonald's. It's at least warm. It's been under the light for less than 20 minutes. Right, exactly. So that lately I've been liking it. Maybe it'll switch this year. Who knows? All right, but for now, right. it's McDonald's. Okay. Interesting. All right. So we got a McDonald's, a Burger King, and a Wendy's. Fight. All right. We're going to wrap things up there. Zach, thank you so much for coming out. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is a new experience. Never done this. No, absolutely. We'll definitely have to have you back. Talk a little more water polo, a little more bills. Um, And uh, this is our, Matt, this is our last episode before the holiday break here. Um, Any big holiday plans for either of you two? I'm going to, I want to say, for Ithaca. Sorry. I always get Fredonia and Ithaca mixed up. I'm going to Ithaca. All right. To do what? Stuff. Just He's just going to be walking around the streets of Ithaca. It's a nice city. It is a nice city. That's what I've heard. <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> I will we'll, find we'll out. We'll ask you with our, our next episode. Um, Zach, any big holiday plans? Uh, nothing too crazy. Um, I've got friends coming in from Seattle, so we're going to the Bills game. We're going to the Sabres game, hopefully. Let's, say, let's hope um, there is a Sabres game. Yeah, Sabres game on the 27th. Um, and I have some big family milestones. My mom is retiring from work, and my sister's graduating from graduate school. So a lot of partying. Very nice. Woo! Very nice. A lot of partying, a lot of family, a lot of fun. I love it. Thank you guys again. Um We'll see. Remember, uh, follow us on Instagram, on Facebook at Stories from the Sidelines. And we will see everybody next week on another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines.